Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Faith to Conquer Fear radio show hosted by me, Christy Demetrakis, the Empowered Speaker. I'm the president and founder of the Empowered Speaker, a faith-based global ministry that teaches people the power of dreams and the importance of faith in conquering the fears that limit us. I'm also the author of Faith to Conquer Fear, Inspiration to Achieve Your Dreams. You can find out more about my services and my book at www.empoweredspeaker.com. For those of you who may be listening to the Faith to Conquer Fear radio show for the first time, here's what you can expect. This show will provide guests who will motivate you, inspire you, and give you tools to activate your goals and dreams, whether those dreams are entrepreneurial, corporate, or personal. Today, I have a special guest to help me do just that, Tamika Cuellar. I knew I was going to say that wrong. Tamiko Cuellar. <laughs> Let me tell you a little bit about Tamiko. Dynamite in a small package, fearless and inspiring, are just a few words to describe Tamiko Cuellar, the CEO and founder of Pursue Your Purpose. As a small business strategist, professional speaker, and author, she is a proven leader in a marketplace among small business owners, locally, nationally, and internationally. Recognized for her leadership abilities, she has been invited to speak at Microsoft, nonprofit organizations, churches, conferences, on several radio programs, and more. She has been featured in the St. Louis Business Journal, St. Louis Post Dispatch, on the cover of the UK based Small Business Owner Magazine for her work with entrepreneurs and small business owners, and was nominated for the 2013 Business Influencer Award. At Pursue Your Purpose, she coaches small business owners globally with real, practical, cutting-edge strategies for getting unstuck and identifies hidden and untapped opportunities to grow your business. Tamiko, welcome to the Faith to Conquer Fear radio show. Well, thank you, Christy, for having me. It is such a pleasure to be here. Oh, you're so welcome. And for those of you who might have missed my Starting a Business 101 webinar that I hosted oh, sometime in January or February of 2015, Tamika was one of my guests. So if you have not had an opportunity to purchase that webinar, which includes, I think, six, five other guests, five other experts, you don't want to miss that because Tamika provided some great, great information, especially if you're thinking about starting your business. So I'm so excited to have you on the show. Yes, absolutely. It's an amazing opportunity. I'm glad to be here. Good. Well, I always start by asking my guests to tell us something that was not in your bio. You know, I think probably the most interesting thing about my background is that I grew up in uh, impoverished conditions. If anyone has ever heard of East St. Louis, Illinois, it, which is, of course, right across the bridge from St. Louis, Missouri, but just on the Illinois side, it's a very poor community, failing school districts, um, lots of poverty. I grew up with a single mother, a fantastic mom, but uh, we had very, very limited resources. Uh, my high school, where I graduated, was actually surrounded by housing projects on three of four sides. So I, all I knew was Section 8 housing, standing in government cheese lines, uh, you know, uh, waiting for food and hand, handouts from the government, um, food stamps, uh, government assistance programs, you name it. That's what my uh, surroundings was like. Wow. 
So growing up, uh, of course, I had a, a bad taste in my mouth for poverty. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one had ever taught me about entrepreneurship, but as I grew into my own and, and my own purpose and destiny, I started to dis- discover that that was my pathway in life and also my pathway to prosperity. That is a great story. That's a great story. So you knew nothing about entrepreneurship. Did no. you work any full-time jobs before you became an entrepreneur? How did you ease your way into it, or did you ease your way into it? You may have just jumped. You know what? I would say it was sort of a process, but one thing I can say for sure is that looking back on it now, I noticed even in the corporate world, um, and, and I actually worked for several Fortune 500 companies and had a great career in corporate America before starting my own business, but I always noticed the same thing, this pattern about me that I was still never quite satisfied. I always felt stifled in my gifts and in my creativity, and I always thought I had these great ideas that I could bring to the table, but uh, those things were really not expected or demanded of me, and so I was never really fulfilled. Mm-hmm. So I had those gifts, talents, skill sets, and abilities that never were really appreciated or actually, uh, nor were they polished or developed. And so uh, entrepreneurship became a natural pathway for me to discover those gifts, talents, skill sets, and abilities for myself. Mm-hmm. How long ago did you start Pursue Your Purpose? Pursue Your Purpose has been around for three years, although I've been an entrepreneur for about 11 now in, in different capacities. Uh, but Pursue Your Purpose was uh, birthed out of just a – actually, it started out of a ministry. I know this is a faith-based program, and so this that faith, my faith um, in Christ is very important to me. Um, it's the center of everything that I do. And uh, I actually uh, started Pursue Your Purpose out of the church. Hmm. It was actually it was called Kingdompreneurs at that time. Mm-hmm. And I just had approached my pastor with this passion that I had burning within me to help uh, the church because I saw that there was a a lack there. Um, And my gift and ability was to be able to help other people who had a desire to start business, to start a business, but didn't know how. Mm -hmm. And uh, I approached my pastor. He says, yes, you can start the ministry. Go for it. And uh, the rest is history. That is a great story. That is a great story. Thank um, you. And when you think about entrepreneurship, I know, um, I don't know a lot of people who have started their their business from the church, and mm-hmm. I I think it makes perfect sense because it's a safe ground if you think about it mm-hmm. um, to to really get started. And a lot of the times, your passions do show up in church, especially if you're in a church of a size that has a number of ministries and things that you can get involved in, or you have a progressive pastor mm-hmm. who allows you to you know, yeah. to bring those gifts, which it sounds like you did. I yeah. think that's awesome. I think that's awesome. Well, yeah. I, I, go ahead. I was just going to say you're right, you know, in the right environment in which you can really use your gifts because not everyone is called to be um, on the praise and worship team. Mm-hmm. Not, not everyone's called to be behind a pulpit. My gifts actually are kind of twofold where I, you know, I do teach and minister the word, but I also I have a very strong anointing and gift uh, for marketplace ministry out in the, in the, in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. And that is so important. I think that is so important that we don't separate, necessarily separate the two. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of the things that I do at Procter and Gamble, for example, are things that I use at my church. 
Mm-hmm. And it just mm-hmm. makes perfect sense when you talk about that marketplace ministry and vice versa. Some of the things I'm learning, a lot of the things I'm learning um, in some of the ministries that I'm involved in in my church, I can then use at P&G or in my own mm-hmm. business, which is fantastic. So I love that crossover. I love that yeah. crossover. Absolutely. One of the things I know you do a lot with small businesses, and again, just kind of referencing back to the webinar that you did with me a few months ago, you have you you can cover a lot from A to Z, really, for people who are looking to start up in a new business. So, um, mm-hmm. again, shameless plug for Tamiko. If you really <laughs> seriously, if you are considering starting a business, she has lots of insights on a lot of different areas that can help you to get started. And if there are areas she she can't cover, I'm sure she has references and referrals to where um, she could do that. But one of the things we want to talk about today specifically is how you position your business to prosper. So we've, we've kind of gone from you're interested in starting a business, which is what you talked about and helped people with on my on my webinar. Mm-hmm. But let's let's talk to those folks who already have a business or who are kind of early in the stages who really need to figure out how do I get this thing to actually make money. Yeah. Yeah, actually, and it's interesting because most of the, the people that I uh, connect with uh, are already existing business owners. Mm-hmm. And so they're usually in still in the new phase, and they've maybe hit a speed bump or a road bump, and they're just kind of uh, stuck, and they, they're trying to figure out how they can really make some money from this thing. Uh, or maybe their income is inconsistent. Mm-hmm. That's a very common issue with small business owners and entrepreneurs. And so I, I would like to address some of the things that uh, small business owners can do to position their businesses to prosper. Um, and uh, one of those things is developing partnerships with corporations. And that's not always something that small business owners think about because they're not thinking of doing anything. They think that, oh, I'm too small. What would a corporation want to do with me? How could I be a a benefit to partner with a corporation? But it has helped my business tremendously. And, in fact, one of uh, my partners is Microsoft. Another one is First Bank. So um, there are uh, corporations that you can develop a partnership with. And the way that I think of it, I like to think of a partnership in two forms. One is just think of what product, service, or information that do you have as a business owner that can benefit a corporation. So this requires a little bit of creativity to think about what do what could what could a corporation want with me? What kind of gifts, talents, skill sets, abilities uh, that I have to offer would be of a benefit to a corporation. Mm -hmm. So in that regard, then you make the corporation your client. So that's where, you know, writing proposals and having a contract with a corporation, maybe it's a series of training and development workshops that you can offer. Uh, Maybe it's a a specific service, say, uh, you know, I don't know, let's say that you own a massage therapy business, you know, and you have a, you want to offer your massage therapy services to the sales force at that particular corporation because they're often traveling and stressed out. So just being creative in terms of how you can weave your services, products, or information into um, uh, the corporation. Mm -hmm. So that's one way to to develop a partnership. The second way is through what I like to call sponsorships because 
if you're a growing business and you uh, you need capital or you're, you need resources and funding in order to continue to grow, which most of us do, then sponsorship is another area where you can develop a par- partnership with a corporation. So, for example, if you serve mm-hmm. the same demographic as the corporation, then they, they would want to connect with you and your brand so that you can get them in front of of your demographic, in front of your customer base. Mm-hmm. And it's a win. We cre- create a win-win situation. And, of course, there's a I could teach a whole, you know, segment on just how to get sponsorship. But for the purpose of today's radio show, I just want to leave the, the uh, audience with knowing that that's a possibility. Those are, those are two um, great ways to think about it. So if you're thinking about somebody who's new in business, and, again, you you stated it yourself, we often think we're too small. Why Mm -hmm. would a corporation be interested in what I have to offer? Mm -hmm. In that same vein, how big does a company need to be? How big does a small Mm -hmm. business need to be in order to even get the attention Mm -hmm. of a corporation? You know what? It's really interesting because with the landscape of social media and the way businesses are structured today, you can – if you're – Scalable, meaning that if you can do the work and if you you can be a one-man show, a one-woman show, and if you, you know, you can outsource talent to help you, but um, you, as long as you have enough of a following, that will attract the attention of corporations because it's really about creating an opportunity that the corporations themselves don't currently have. Mm-hmm. So if you can put yourself in a position to say, hey, you know, I have 10,000 followers or I have a network of, you know, even 5,000 if they're highly targeted and specific um, potential clients for that particular corporation, they will take a look at you because that, uh, you know, maybe you're offering, a, offering that corporation a speaking opportunity at your event in front of your targeted audience. Mm-hmm. And if it's, if it's very, uh, like I said, highly targeted to their uh, potential client base, then they will take a look at you. And, and you also, you want to make sure it's not always about size. It's always a, also about presentation. If you look like a Fortune 500 company, you, you that that's enough to grab their attention. Of course, you have to be able to deliver on, you know, what they need in order for, in order to keep their attention. Right. But you definitely want to um, position yourself out in the marketplace with your online presence to look like you have the ability to be able to serve a corporation. Well, okay, so now you're going down a a new path, exposure. Uh Yes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Let's talk about what are the best ways to get exposure for your business in such a way that it will ulti- would ultimately attract corporations and sponsorships. Yes, exposure. That's one of those things that uh, we have to do on an ongoing basis as a small business owner, especially a small business owner and entrepreneur, if you want to um, um, position yourself, uh, position your business rather to prosper. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the things that I have done and that I teach people to do is, Everything that I do, just about, I put out a press release for it. Um, as long as it's, of course, it has to, you have to spin it in a way that it makes it newsworthy mm-hmm. so that they'll run it, you know. But having great relationships with your local media people, um, knowing how to pitch a story 
to your local media people um, so that you can ask for media coverage. Maybe at your event that's coming up, ask for media coverage. Hey, can you guys come out and do some footage so that you can, you know, do a segment or, or maybe even do a, a feature on me for what I'm doing in the community? Uh, again, it has to tie back to something that it can't just be self-serving. It has to be something that's worthy of reporting mm-hmm. and that's of relevance to the reporter um, in terms of the types of stories that they actually cover. Um, You can also find bloggers and podcast hosts who interview and feature people in your industry so that you can be the next feature that they run. You can be the next um, uh, radio interview that they do. Always keeping a a list of of great contacts so that you can remain relevant and in constant in the constant public eye for exposure in some shape form or fashion and also um, if you have any writing skills becoming a contributor to a magazine you know that's something I've done in the past is how I ended up um, being one of the, uh, the the people featured on the cover of an issue of uh, small business uh, magazine in based in the in the UK and getting some international exposure. Um, and lastly, I'll say this too: attending networking events that will never go out of style. Um, having exposure for your business, you know, some people think that they can build a business by sitting behind a computer, and that doesn't work in most cases for business owners. We still have that people still like that tangible, personalized, uh, you know, in, interaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tamika, what would you say, based on your personal experiences, are some of the best networking organizations? If you were, obviously you can go to, you know, events and dinners and things, but are there particular mm-hmm. organizations that you would say for somebody who doesn't even know where to start? What would be yeah. some good ones just to start with? Start with your local chamber of commerce. Oh, that's always a great way. Connect with the people that not only as a member, but I, I have, I just, you know, I. I love connecting with people where at least there's some type of mutual benefit. So um, connecting with the the board of directors at your local chamber of commerce. Um, Just getting, they have events all the time, so getting in that mix. Um, There are also ways to go on LinkedIn to find out where your local networking um, organizations are in your area. You can do a Google search. You can uh, even search on eventbrite.com. Mm-hmm. That's a great one. Mm-hmm. And also meetup.com. Yep. That's exactly what I was going to say. That's another really good one. <laughs> yeah, meetup.com is a great place to start, if you're, especially if you're new to the area. And if you are looking for, um, to, you know, connect with new people and looking to just um, find out what, what what other organizations are available to help other small business owners to grow. Um, those are ways to strategically place yourself uh, to get exposure um, and, and network. Good, good. And some you've been you've provided a lot of useful information so far, and nothing you've yeah. said outside of potentially press releases mm-hmm. are expensive to do. And it's interesting because I, I have certain speakers. I can't give them all away online. <laughs> of course you can't. Of course you can't. That's why I coach people. I tell people, you really don't have to spend a lot of money for this stuff. I tell them how to strategically do it. And um, I happen to, you know, be really blessed with uh, great writing skills. So oftentimes, 
you know, if I'm in a pinch, I'll do my own press release. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, there, there's all, there are also different things like media alerts that people can do. Um, but it won't, it, let me just say this, Chrissy, it doesn't have to cost you a lot of money, although it can. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll put it that way. And so if you know the right tools to use, the right connections and resources to use, um, which that's one of the benefits of being a client of mine is that I show people how to do that when they have a limited budget to work with. That's good. That's good. Yet another reason to go to PursueYourPurpose.com. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Wow, that's good stuff. So for for um, compare yourself to you know, another small business owner in a like industry, mm-hmm. why would you say, what would you say are the key differences as to why some people – some companies get great exposure and others do not. You know, that is a, a, a great question because um, I think that the difference is that some companies actually have a strategy mm-hmm. and other companies do not. So what happens is they end up doing this trial and error thing. And there is an element of trial and error in every business. Don't get me wrong. But um, you don't want to spend your entire time just trying this and trying that. Well, some of those things are already proven to really not work, and also knowing what works for you. Another reason is that uh, companies, some companies don't have a clear message that they're sending, and so they are not getting the attention of the right potential clients for their business. So it definitely helps to make sure that you're sending the right message, that you have the, a clear message for what you're offering, knowing how to put a spin on what it is that you do. Because really, there's nothing new under the sun. Mm-mm. Just <laughs> right? new ways to do it. Exactly. And so, you know, like I have people all the time, they're like, well, I don't even know if I really should be doing this because there are already other businesses like mine, and I don't. they're not clear on the value that they're creating. Mm-hmm. And so, you're, you know, when you're in that situation, you're not going to, you're not going to really have, send out a clear message if you don't know yourself what value that you can create. And I tell people all the time, if you look in your closet, especially women, because a lot of women will, will relate to this, if you look in your closet right now, all of your shoes are not going to be made by the same designer. Mm-hmm. That's not going to stop you from buying shoes. People are going to continue to buy. You just have to know what it is about your particular shoe, for example, or your particular business that's different from the others. What is it that that catches the attention of people? And it, sometimes it takes a while to uh, to uncover that. And uh, you know, dealing with a, a, a business strategist like myself, that's part of what I do is to help people uncover what's unique and different about you. What message are you actually already sending? You know, because sometimes the market that they're targeting and the message that they're sending is not congruent. And so trying to help help people get that in alignment is, is what will also help make a difference. One of the um, – I, I talk to a lot of people on the radio show and seminars and all those things. And when you're trying to identify not necessarily your target market, although that can go, with the, with, that can go along with it, mm-hmm. but one of – uh, someone I talked to, I can't even remember who it was at this time, mentioned doing something like a survey. So, for example, I'll, give, I'll use myself as an example. My business kind of shifted 
call it a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. from more of a focus on what I launched it to be in 2007 to what it is now. <laughs> yeah. And that was a big shift for me because, mm-hmm. you know, you've had this baby. Yeah. <laughs> you've been yeah. feeding this baby for years. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you go, hold on, I, that, I don't think I'm as passionate about that baby as I used to be. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. know if I like that mm-hmm. kid as much anymore. Um, yeah. And so for me personally, I tend to kind of go back and forth on, I'm really, really good at that, but uh-huh. that's not what I'm passionate about. Right. And, oh, Christy, I wish we had a whole. Another 30 minutes to just talk about that because that's so near and dear to me. I've walked through that exact experience myself. Um, in fact, when I first started Pursue Your Purpose, it was just more centered on business coaching. Mm-hmm. It's all I thought I wanted to do. That's what I saw myself being good at. Um, but to be honest with you, that wasn't where I was getting my greatest response. Mm-hmm. The demand came from speaking. People kept asking, can you come speak here? Can you speak there? And I'm like, okay. And now that was built into my brand already, of course. So I was positioning myself as a speaker, but that wasn't my primary focus. So sometimes you're, it's a combination, you know, and then after a while, after trying so hard to build my coaching business and to get more clients, it became a, a, like, I became less passionate, let's just say less passionate about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and what ended up happening was I started to see how much I actually love speaking, love uh, addressing audiences on the topics related, still related to business and, and also pursuing your purpose and all of that kind of stuff. Um, but uh, my focus has shifted, and it's because I think, the demand that people put on you will cause your business to shift. Mm-hmm. So I then, yeah, yeah. So that's, like I said, that that's a whole new segment that we could go into, but I know we have a limited amount of time today. So we I do, but I want to ask you one question specifically <laughs> sure. around this topic. Sure. So one of the things this person recommended was mm-hmm. to do a survey, to mm-hmm. survey your followers. Yes. And, of course, you can create a survey free on SurveyMonkey, but basically yes. to, to ask some very critical questions of your audience and say, mm-hmm. and whether that is, when you think of Christy Demetrakis, what do you think of? Mm-hmm. This or this? You know, I mean, right. however you choose to do that, what's yeah. your perspective on, because if you can't really identify it and you're still kind of toying, which way should I really be focused in? How, do, mm-hmm. how am I really resonating with people? Do you think yeah. that's a good idea or is there a different way? Yes and no, because the people that you currently are serving, they can tell you their perspective in terms of what they see now. Mm-hmm. They can, you know, they know you from a certain uh, from a certain perspective already because of what you what you've been offering them in the past. Mm-hmm. However, if you're thinking of possibly going in a new direction, a focus group is is helpful. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're what you want to do is if if you if you're kind of clear on the direction that you want to go in, uh, the people who are your ideal demographic, which may not be the current survey base mm-hmm. that you have, you can do a targeted focus group. It, it doesn't have to be many people. It could be five people, ten people, just people who you say, you know what, these are my ideal clients. Let me find out what it is that they need, how much they would be willing to pay, 
um, you know, and, and just find out maybe what their, their problem areas are in whatever they're doing. In my case, it would be, hey, what's, I want to know what's your problem areas in your business. Is it a lack of confidence? Is it a, uh, a lack of clarity on your vision? Is it, uh, you know, you, you need to figure out how to generate more revenue? What's your biggest problem? And then what I do is I take what I'm passionate about and I can create um, either an event or a workshop or uh, a manual or some product or service based on those needs. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would recommend in addition to a survey. I think a focus group with highly targeted um, uh, potential customers or ideal customers would be a great idea. Okay, that's good. That's good advice. Well, as I knew would be the case, our time has flown by, <laughs> and as you've mentioned a couple of times, we could talk for a few more hours on yes, absolutely. <laughs> a lot of these topics, so I love talking with you, Tamika. And great. likewise, I would love to even come back if you would have me. I will absolutely have you back whenever you want to come back. <laughs> Thank you. So as we are wrapping up, though, I want to give you an opportunity to share with folks how to contact you, any events you have coming up, tell them about your books, yes. anything you want to share. Yes. Well, first let me say um, I would love to connect with you all if you are an existing business owner or you're maybe in your the startup phase and you have the concept or idea that you want to go into business with. I can help you with that. And the way to the best way to connect with me is to subscribe to my newsletter, which is at www.pursueyourpurpose.com in the upper right hand corner. It, uh, it tells you how to go ahead and put your email address in there. I do not spam, um, but you will hear from me on upcoming events. If you're in the St. Louis area or nearby, I would love to connect with you in person so you can reach out to me uh, at, and call me. I'm very uh, reachable, uh, 314-744-9090. Um, I also am offering a special a uh, strategy session for those of you who are looking to get unstuck in your business. Normally, it's $297 for just 90 minutes. This time, I'm offering double the time for the same price. So instead of 90 minutes, it'll be a three-hour intense one-on-one strategy session to help you get unstuck in your business and to grow. Um, and if I could also, if we have time, I want to also mention the upcoming Position for Wealth Small Business Virtual Summit. So anywhere you are in the world, you can register for free for this event. So there will be experts, including myself, on the summit. The website for that is positionedforwealth.com. Fantastic. Well, I encourage you all to take advantage of these opportunities that Tamika has mentioned from her newsletter sign-up just to keep you informed and give you access to, I'm sure, very valuable information um, to taking advantage of her free summit positioned for wealth, which is going to have a number of experts, I believe 12. Is that right? There were 12 last year. We're going to pare it down this year. I'm not quite sure how many, but there will definitely be less than 12 this year. Got it. Okay. Um, But again, regardless, it's free to you. And I assure you it's going to be great information. And then the special strategy session. If you're really serious and ready to get started, um, that's uh, that's a wonderful price. Uh, for three hours of for three yeah. hours of expertise to help you get started. So again, Tamiko, thank you so much for being a part of the Faith to Conquer Fear Radio Show. So excited for all the things that you're doing, and I wish you great success. And I want to thank you all for listening to the Faith to Conquer Fear Radio Show with me, Christy Demetrakis. I invite you to follow me and the show on Blog Talk Radio. 
to get news and reminders for upcoming shows. I'd also like we like you to connect with me on Twitter. My handle is at cdemetrakis, and I have two Facebook pages, Faith to Conquer Fear and The Empowered Speaker. This will allow you to keep up with all the news and events to inspire you to keep it moving. I'm doing what I love. Talk to you soon.